Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chris, congrats on the SEC Media Days invite. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. He says, who are the three players you think are going to go? Um, Jeff, we'll, we'll talk about that on Monday. Let, let's do that. We will save that for Monday. I, I just think that, Jeff, that's, that's content. I think that could be content. 
Um, yeah, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll save it for content. Maybe we won't because things, we're going to be pretty damn busy, you know, going throughout the rest of the offseason. So, anyways. All right, let's jump to the phone lines. Robbie Davis, Zachary's Hall of Famer. To accept, press one. My guy, Robbie, what's going on? I'm doing pretty good. Just finished eating lunch. My and guy. Congrats on getting your um, media thing, uh, by the way. Yes, sir. Thank you, Robbie. I appreciate it. Hey, I want to know, can you see the screen right now? <laughs> you are the, you are the yes, first. Sir. This is a new feature on the Daily Crow. So, similar to Paul Feinbaum, for example, right? When callers call in, there yeah. is now going to be your own overlay, <laughs> if you will. So, everybody knows who's on the phone. Everybody knows who's talking. So, fire away, Robbie Davis. The Zaxby's Hall okay. of Famer. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Anyways, um, I just thought about this last week. I think that the game, the games against Mizzou – and this is my personal opinion. The games against the game against Mizzou and the game against Florida are very important for a lot of reasons because those are two games that we should have won easily, in my opinion. But for some reason, the the ball just did not bounce our way for those two games. So I believe those two games are very important for us this season. And, of course, it's very cliche to say every game matters, mm -hmm. right? It's very cliche. No, duh, every game matters. There's only 12 of them. And if you if you lose a, a game or two, your chances of going to, a, to the playoff are slim to none. So I think those two games are very important. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to say this. If, and like you said earlier on in the show with the whole – eventually at some point Vanderbilt is going to beat us, right? At some point the winning streak against Vandy is going to be snapped. And my advice to, to, to South Carolina fans or just any fan in general, don't panic, okay? It's not, it's not that big of a deal, okay? It's One, it's Vanderbilt. Two – if we lose to Vanderbilt, the sky is not falling. Okay, I, I will the say, Robbie, you're gonna have you're gonna have a tough time convincing most Gamecocks out there to not panic if South Carolina loses to Vanderbilt. And that's the and I'm not I'm not just singling out South Carolina fans. I mean, just any fan in general. Okay, <laughs> like when like for instance, when like and, and I, I know you don't really give a hoot about professional football, but. Whenever Ben Roethlisberger retired, I thought, oh, crap. What are we going to do now? This dude's been the starting QB for over a decade for the Steelers. What are we going to do? And then next thing you know, we get Kenny Pickett, and I was very excited about getting Kenny Pickett. And so, anyways, I think that those two games are very key. And like, he, like uh, the, um, who was it? Jake Crane just called it. Yes, yeah. he said that like 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 he said every game matters, but treat every game the exact same way. Because and I, my dad used to say this to us all the time whenever he coached in little league football. 
if you practice, if you practice great, you're going to play great. Mm. So we practice as if we were playing the next day, every single day. We practiced, 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 and practiced. And whenever we got into the games, we played pretty well. We didn't win a lot of our games, but we played well enough where we had a chance. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That does make sense, Robbie. In, indeed. No, that, that does make sense. So, I mean, to Jake's point, listen, a lot of the most important game chatter, I, I will admit, is for content. But, and, I, and I'll say this, even right. if South Carolina, let's say I'm just dead wrong, Gamecocks beat Mississippi State and, and start out uh, three and two. I think even at that right. point, for South Carolina, again, to maximize the potential of the season, because you look at the rest of the way, a lot of toss-ups still left. You know, Texas A&M, I think you have to put Mizzou as a toss-up. At their place, I don't give a damn what you say. You got to put that one as a toss-up. But you got Mizzou's winnable. A&M, you beat them last year. You've got Vandy Jacksonville State, you'll win. You've got uh, Kentucky at home. You've got Clemson as well. You got some – so, but you look at those. Outside of Vandy and Jacksonville State, I think Florida is – Dare I say, is that the that's the most winnable in my opinion of those toss-up games? And if you don't if you don't win I, that one, it's the most winnable. If you don't right. win that one, man, you're just you're not going into the second half with the momentum you hoped you'd have. And speaking of the Florida game, we definitely need to show that the game in Gainesville last year was an absolute fluke because we are definitely a better football team than what we saw last year in Gainesville. Yes, yes. Uh, there's no there, Robbie. There, there is. So whenever they, there's, there is no question about that, Robbie. You were correct. So whenever that game comes, whenever that, whenever I go to that game, I want to see four quarters of giving Florida hell. Not just from the players. The fans need to show up and give the Florida players hell for three to three and a half hours. Make it a living hell. Mm -hmm. And show them that that was a fluke last year. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's interesting back to back because you'll have Tennessee, you'll have Tennessee by week Florida. Tennessee is obviously a revenge game for the volunteers. Florida's a revenge game for South Carolina. And, I, and I'm sure they'll approach it that way. So, Robbie, great to hear for from sure. you, my guy. I, I missed you over the break, man. It feels like it's been forever. So, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> It's great to like hear from you once up, again. By the, way. the way you got it set up is pretty cool. I appreciate it, my man. Thank you. I, I love the setup as well. It's, uh, you know, we continue to up and up and upgrade and, and to the moon, my friend, to the moon. So, like I said, I, I, missed, moon, hear, I missed hearing your voice, Robbie Davis. I hope you had a fantastic fourth also, and I appreciate you. And, again, hope you I like the, hope you like the graphic, my guy. Ho hope you like the graphic. That was pretty cool. I yeah. Know, that was pretty cool. We're going to have that for, for, <laughs> for all of our regular callers. We're going to have graphics for all of them. So, not to make you not feel special, but you're specifically. Nobody else says Zaxby's Hall of Fame, hey. just so you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one and only Zach's yes. Hall of Famer. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, and I did, I, I did not get sunburnt yesterday, so that was a win. Love that. A win's a win, Robbie. A win's a win. <laughs> All right, buddy. You have a great rest of your day, and go Cox. And to hell with Clemson. To hell with them. To hell with them, indeed, my friend. Hey, Robbie, I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. For sure. For sure. Yeah, man. Take right, care. Buddy.
Great stuff from Robbie Davis. I think the under just hit, by the way. I think the under just hit. What did you have against seven minutes? 748 is what I had, Austin. So the under just hit. Anyways, let's get back in your questions. We'll jump over to the Big Cock Club Discord. My guy Brendan M is uh I think he had a stroke when I uh I think he had a stroke when I picked that Mississippi State game. So um Let's see. Austin Gregory mentioned this earlier in the show. Beamer's been an underdog 14 times. We've covered the spread seven times. We've won out. We've won outright six times. Pretty solid. Indeed. Hey, we've played well as an underdog for sure. We have played very, very well as an underdog. GA says your face reactions to the calls are missing. Sorry, my friend. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Will from Dirty Myrtle. Here we go. Will, what's going on, my guy? How are you? And by the way, be patient with me because all of these, all of these graphics are jumbled up. Here we go. We got you on the screen. What's up, man? Okay, I just wanted to call and make sure that I had a graphic. <laughs> that I was out. My guy, you know you do though. You're in the Discord. You know you do. Oh, uh, what's good, man? You enjoy your your moving time off. Um, I am happy to be in the house. I'm happy for the studio to be set up and I'm happy to have all of our things in the house. Um, you know, moving, man. I mean, how enjoyable is moving? It's, it's, it's only so enjoyable. And dude, I'm telling you, you know, people were like, oh, you know, let's do a hangout. Let's do this, do a surprise stream, bro. All I did last week was move. And all I did this past weekend, like the first thought on my mind was moving for the last like 10 days. And so at last night I was like, I'm waking up. We're doing the routine. We're doing the normal thing. I'm not thinking about moving at least for the first half of my day. I don't mind unpacking, but moving, moving sucks, bro. There's no, other, it just sucks. It yeah. sucks. And you realize yeah. how many things you have when you move. So anyways, I'm not trying to be a grouch here. It was, you know, it was, uh, I'm just happy to be where we are. I mean, the house is beautiful and the studio is awesome. And obviously the new setup, I love it. But, uh, you know, moving just is what it is, man. It's a tedious task, but thankfully we are at the very end of it. So, Yeah. Well, now you can enjoy it, you know. Yes. You're in there. You can yes. enjoy it. Uh, yeah, man, it's exciting, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're in July. I mean, it's just we're, we're getting close. I mean, we're really getting close to football season and my favorite time of the year, uh, just just can't wait to get into it, man. I mean, it's prediction season, but, you know, like you said, I think you posted a couple of days ago, this is the last month where we don't have college football officially. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. When are you starting the uh, the simulations? The simulations, yes. So that will actually happen. Uh, SEC Media Days will conclude that Thursday, I believe it's July the 20th. Yeah, because the Media Days are the 17th to 20th, of course, will be there in Nashville um, the plan is to start the simulations. I believe the date I had written down was the 23rd. So like that Sunday after SEC media okay. days. So I, I just, you know, going to SEC media days, obviously I, I don't want to start it and then like take time off because we'll be away. But, uh, after media days, yeah, July the 23rd, I think we'll start. And the schedule is going to be, you know, pretty much just, we'll do Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night for like four straight weeks or something. Or five straight weeks. I don't know. Okay. Something like that. So, we'll probably do like a bowl simulation game as well, assuming our, our simulation 
gets us to a bowl game. But uh, <laughs> now my guy, my guy, SG1 Sports, man, he's done a great job with the rosters, and he's actually got a dynasty file on NCAA Football 14 that I've uploaded that is actually our schedule outside of Jacksonville State because they are not on the game. But uh, we have the entire schedule laid out as the 2023 schedule is. So it'll be fun because we'll be able to keep up with, like, the actual record itself and also stats, stuff like that. Also, an announcement on the simulation side of things. Previously, we have done six-minute quarters. And that has taken us – the simulation's taken about an hour. I say why not more football? The more the merrier. We're going to do eight-minute quarters in the simulation. So – Maybe we'll get some more realistic stat lines and scores with a little bit more football. So I'm excited for it, man. And again, it's something that's meant to be fun. Obviously, that content is just – it's a fun way to uh, to kill time in the offseason. So, yeah, we'll start – I think July 23rd is that Sunday after SEC Media Days. I mean, last year I found myself getting kind of hyped. You know, at the TV, <laughs> I, I, I put it on the TV out in the man cave, and I'm out there screaming at the I, I mean, listen, ball, one of Rattler. one of the <laughs> like it's it's incredible content because it's so absurd. You know, it, it's it's not really meant to be taken all that seriously. Although I will say, though, like the simulation hasn't been wildly far off where it's like, OK, Carolina's going 12 and oh, this is not realistic or they're going on right. 12. It's not realistic. Like, I think last year the simulation had Carolina seven and five. Beating Clemson, yeah. I think. So, like, I think the only thing last year was the Georgia yeah. game was the one that was kind of wild. But, yes, yeah. yes. There's definitely been some wild ones too, and of course, the maddening is when like you're down like 28 to 24, and you have the ball, and you know you're kicking a field goal with like five seconds left, and you're like, well, obviously yeah. we'd be going for it. So, it's not perfect, but uh, again, it's a great, it's just a great way to kill time in the off season. And how awesome is it going to be next year when we can actually simulate it on the new college football, which will be so awesome hopefully it'll be so it's supposed to come out this year right yes it was supposed to come out this summer next summer it's scheduled to come out I think probably this time next summer and uh there's been some stuff with the NIL stuff happening but I do not think that is actually going to slow down or delay the release because it sounds like that whatever the whatever objection they had it got turned down very quickly so I think we're gonna have the dude I can't I, I literally bought a PlayStation 5 for that reason. I'm not a huge gamer, dude. Yeah. I don't I don't kill a lot of time playing video games. So I can't wait, man. It's it's going to be electric yeah. for sure. Yeah, the two most anticipated games for me right now is that game and GTA six, whenever that comes out. But uh anyway, Chris, I'll hop off all here and listen, man. Uh appreciate it, brother. Will, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff. Our guy Will from Dirty Riddle. Guys, how you feel about the uh about the graphics? How you guys feel about the caller graphics? Again, if there's somebody that calls in that is new, I'm not going to have a graphic made, right? But if you start calling in regularly, these are our people that call in pretty regularly. So I'm glad we can do that, man. I think it's a really cool thing. It's a fun thing. You guys are able to see, hey, I just tuned in. Who's on the line? What's going on? Um, so anyways, really, really exciting stuff. Our guy Todd Smith sent over the super chat. Todd, thank you, sir. Appreciate that, guys. If you want to support the business, support the channel, support the content, everything we do. You're on YouTube, of course, the only place to check out the Daily Crow. You can support us through Super Chat, Super Stickers, whatever it might be. Also, this setup right here is where the post-game call-in shows are all going to take place. Very excited for that. Hunter Kelly, 
Are you having a watch-along for the North Carolina game? No, Hunter. So what we'll do, similar to the end of baseball season, we will watch the games together in the Big Cock Club Discord, and then 10 minutes after the conclusion of the game, we'll be set up right here live for our post-game call-in show. Our post-game call-in show will be right here, 10 minutes after the game, and that'll go 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, just depending on, you know, the action, the traction, what, what you know, how you guys are feeling, whatever. So, uh, Craig Godwin. No, so Craig, it'll be eight Saturdays. This Saturday will be eight Saturdays until kickoff because we're at 59 days today. 59 days. Dale! Dale from East Tennessee! Chris, glad you got your internet back on. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate that. We are back. I'm glad to see that you are back as well. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I've got the the phone line right here, and I just bumped it, so I apologize. Hunter Kelly says, 12-0. and 0. I'm for whatever reason, Hunter, I'm 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 just not stunned you're picking 12 and 0. So uh Austin Gregory makes the point. Vegas gives us a better chance to lose to Furman than to beat Georgia. Guys, I I know our guy Cody Gaskins is going to Athens. Shout out to him. I think he's picking that as a dub. God bless you. I, that's all I'll say. God bless you. Uh Austin Gregory Furman won 10 games last year. They are not a pushover. Indeed. Guys, really quickly, I do want to talk on it, and then the we'll, we'll jump into a break, and we'll get back into your questions. But, uh, yeah, the big news that happened over the last couple of days. TSUS headed to SEC Media Days in Nashville, Tennessee. And I detailed what was going on behind the scenes to you all. Okay? So let me rehash what took place over the last couple of weeks. Because... I've applied. We've applied for SEC Media Days credentials before. We've applied for SEC baseball tournament credentials, SEC basketball tournament credentials, right? I've sort of stayed away from the South Carolina credential side because you guys know South Carolina feels some type of way, which is totally fine, is what it is. But I have applied before. We've applied and not gotten. And so... You know, I felt for quite some time, and credentials are not necessary for what we do here. You guys know that. I am a creator. I create my own content. My content is not reliant on having access. It's just not. I would argue that being in person at, say, a press conference or a practice, it actually does me less favors. I don't gain anything out of going. It's better for me to be on the home front making content, tuning in digitally, which we can all do. So, Anyways, but SEC Media Days is an event that I've talked about this before. You know, back in 2014, I recall watching SEC Media Days on SEC Network. And the four-day event that it is and just sitting there. I mean, obviously, this is way pre-TSUS. Sitting there, just saying to myself, man, like, I I just, it's a dream to be there covering this event, man. It's a dream to be to be talking sports for a living and be talking Gamecocks. Just, heck, just be talking SEC. Just be covering sports for a living. Sports is your job. And so fast forward now to 2023. I, I'm grateful to say that over the last couple of years, I've been covering SEC Media Days full-time, heck, since 2019. I've been doing it full-time. Really, actually, I guess I got to say since 2020 because summer of 2019, I was not at SEC Media Days. 
That was the bridge between Charlotte and Columbia doing it full-time. I was actually in New York at the time, building up the nest egg to get the business off the ground. So since 2020, but over the last couple of years, especially last year, I knew, I was confident that, hey, what we're doing here with the Spurs Up show, what we're doing with content, what we're doing with business, all the above, that we are deserving of going. I am deserving of, of, of getting in that building and getting inside and getting that quote-unquote access, if you will. I am deserving of attending that event. Bottom line, period, end of story. And so going into this year, I, I just thought I'd change up my tactic a little bit. I was like, what do I need to do? Because I feel like, I mean, you guys all know, right? I, I, we are on South Carolina's blacklist, right? There is a blacklist, and the Spurs Up show is on it, which is totally fine. It's silly. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's petty. But as Steve Fink, Kent Reichert, if the University of South Carolina, if they want to keep that energy, they can do it. Holding grudges only hurts a person with the grudge. So, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if I mentioned this part, but a couple of weeks ago, I went out of my way to send Steve Fink an email because I, I've communicated with Steve Fink before, right? But I sent Steve Fink an email and said, listen, listen, I have aspirations of not just talking Gamecocks, but talking the entire SEC. And this is an event that I've always wanted to attend. And I can't help but feel like, and obviously, again, guys, I didn't say this word for word, but I said, you know, I understand that you guys feel some type of way. You've got TSUS on your blacklist, if you will. I am asking simply that I'm not asking for your blessing. I'm not asking for you to like me. I'm not asking for any of that because, guys, honestly, I don't give a damn. What I'm asking for you to do is get out of the way. That's what I'm asking for you to do. I'm asking for you, allow me as a content creator, as someone who wants to pursue ventures outside of South Carolina one day and talk about SEC ball and talk about the other teams. Just because you're petty and upset and you don't like that I said fire must champ a couple years ago or you don't like this take I had, like, do not limit someone of opportunities in life that they've earned. Let's call it what it is, that we've earned. TSUS, we've earned the opportunity. And I'm grateful for the opportunity from the SEC. And, of course, Steve Fink responds, Chris, you're not on any quote-unquote blacklist that I know of. Uh, You know, the SEC uh, media days, they take typically credentialed media. I would expect them to do the same. Best wishes, whatever. All good. I don't need him to acknowledge we're on blacklist. I just needed him. I, I liked knowing he got the message. Couple days later, I emailed the head of the SEC, one of the top guys, and I got his name and his contact info from somebody in the South Carolina space media guy, and I'll leave it at that. Sent him a long email just detailing, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do, and this is why I feel that we would be an asset at SEC Media Days and why we are deserving of attending the event, okay? Just wanted to build relationships, network, put a good foot forward. A couple days went by, got nothing. A couple more days went by, got nothing. Got no response. And so I was just like, you know what? Maybe he got the message. Maybe he didn't. I'm going to apply for this. If I don't get it, so be it. No big deal. Let's just get it out of the way. Put in the application for credentials Thursday morning. or Maybe it was Wednesday. Either way, Wednesday or Thursday of last week. And I'm sitting there Friday afternoon 
and get the email from the SEC that we have been approved for credentials. And you guys saw my reaction. I posted a video reaction for you all to see. When I tell you that I was elated, when I tell you that I was ecstatic, listen, I, I have to think that the email that I sent to the SEC helped tremendously. Maybe Steve Fink stepped out of the way. I have no idea. Or, or maybe or maybe the simple fact that those who were in charge of that process saw the Spurs Up show, saw the work we're doing, and said, why are they not here? It makes, it makes less sense for them to not be here than to be here. So, I am, number one, grateful for the opportunity. I'm thankful to the SEC for giving me a chance, and it is one that I will most certainly take advantage of. I, I cannot, you know, listen, again, credentials, TSUS, we are, not, we are not reliant on credentials. We are not, you know, it's whether, we'd be talking SEC media days and covering SEC media days, whether I was there in person or not. But I'm also not going to sit here in front and act like it's not a big deal. I'm not going to sit here in front and act like it's not something that I'm extremely excited to go do because you can almost look at it as like the most badass networking event somebody like yourself, like, like yours truly could go to. You could almost look like, like the most badass networking event I could ever attend. Guys that we've had on the show, guys that I want to have on the show that I've never met in person, so many people that I've had on the airwaves that I've never met in person and to be able to go there and, and, and mingle and interact with and make content with so many great content creators and, and, and rub shoulders with those folks and Hey, get in those rooms and meet some of these coaches and ask questions and stuff like that. I, I cannot wait for it. I, I, I am, I am so ecstatic. I am so excited, so grateful for the opportunity. And again, it is one that we will make the most of and, just can't wait to get to Nashville, man. I mean, it's it's, it's literally it's going to be here before you know it. I mean, guys, it's it's in, it's in less than two weeks. It's in less than two weeks. SEC media days will begin. Of course, Shane Beamer will speak two weeks from tomorrow, right? Yes, two weeks from tomorrow. Yes, two weeks of the date from tomorrow. So, you know, it's something, guys. I I genuinely, when I put in the application, I had zero expectations because I was like, well, here we go again. I had zero expectations. I, I I didn't have much much hope at all, and I wasn't certainly attached to the end result. But um, you know, I'm I'm stoked, man. I, I'm stoked because again, this it was a dream. It was a dream. Whether it was covering South Carolina or talking to somebody else or doing something, it was a dream of mine to go to SEC Media Days. It was a dream to be in that room and and just be talking ball and sports be my job or sports be my thing that I do, and the fact that I get to go to SEC Media Days as my own independent content creator, as my own independent entrepreneur, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic, guys. I'm ecstatic. I, I'm ecstatic. It, it, honestly, going to SEC Media Days, it, it trumps any other, any other credentials I could have gotten. Because, you know, people don't believe this, believe it or not, guys. South Carolina, Steve Fink could call me right now on air and say, Chris, you know what? We changed our mind. We want to give you credentials to all the football games this year, all the access to practices, all the access to press conferences, I would decline. I, I, I would 110% decline. And it's not because I'm trying to stick it to them. It's not because I, you know, want to say screw you. It's because I want to be in studio making content. I want to be in studio following along. I want to be in studio doing things. Again, guys, I talked about the flexibility, efficiency. I didn't have to leave Columbia. We didn't have to go. We didn't have to leave Cola. 
but I wanted to do other things besides I knew that there's an advantage to being in studio creating content during game. And again, someone who doesn't create content in that manner and somebody, the common fan is not going to understand that. But when you guys are watching the games and you're seeing content on your phone, well, hey, that content's got to get created by somebody. You know, it, it's got to get posted. It's got to get produced. It's got to get made by someone. And so, I mean, if you just think about it for longer than two seconds, you know, there's no debate that it is it is far greater an advantage for TSUS, for yours truly, to be in the studio during game day, to be in studio during press conference. Even to be in studio, like, I don't want to sacrifice doing the Daily Crow because South Carolina has a practice I got to go to. I don't want to do that. I have no interest in that, right? We, we are in our own lane. We're not in a box. We're doing our own thing. The joy is in the journey, man. I'm enjoying every step of the way, and I'm so excited that the journey will take us to SEC Media Days in Nashville, Tennessee in just a couple of weeks, man. It's, it feels crazy to say that. And it, honestly, it still feels kind of surreal, but I cannot wait. I'm sure many folks out there are <laughs> fighting a bit of a 4th of July hangover today. I feel like it's probably a really prevalent thing uh, in the offices, in the cubes today, if you will, on the job, whatever it might be. But, uh, no, guys, really appreciate you all being tuned in. Let me know your thoughts on the – on the new layout, man. New stew. New stew alert, man. It's it's uh for those in the Discord, we'll have to do somewhat of like a, a studio tour, if you will. They've all seen it via pictures and stuff like that. But uh did I, I I love the setup. We'll probably play with the lighting a little bit. It feels maybe a little bit on the bright side. I've got blackout curtains in here now. We got some natural, you know, we got natural lighting though. We've got some other light lamps and we got the the ring light, which is pretty intense. I'm I might play with that a little bit, but all in all. The setup is tremendous. I, I'm, I'm so happy with the way everything turned out. Again, I appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. I've got the the mouse now, so I'm able to, like, go through the comments and stuff, having to lean forward and got the phone here as well. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, if I'm, not, if I'm not responding to you as much as I normally do, I don't have a, a, a little laptop right here. So I'm not going to be typing out responding quite as much as I used to in the Big Cock Club Discord, but certainly – reading your reactions uh <laughs> i'm they're, they're, they're giving me hell they're giving me hell in the discord uh my guy dalton says no way we lose to mississippi state at home biggest slap dick take ever <laughs> i hear you I, that's that's gonna be one i have not posted the graphic yet i've only posted it in the discord that's that's gonna be one that uh people really like want to give me hell for um, anyways, Frank says, let's get you a plant. Frank, there's actually a plant. I'm looking at it right now on that side of the studio. And we felt like a plant right here would just be too busy. And obviously, we've got the football. We got the helmet. We got the, the signed Beamer Ball hat by Shane Beamer, by the way. Of course, we got the Beamer Rattler 22. And I'm actually going to replace this here soon. I'm going to replace that signed by... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I Spencer Rattler, by the way. I'm going to replace that soon um, with the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirt with the football schedule on. I think that'll be a really nice touch. So, anyways, uh, yes, Frank, we do have a plant in the studio. John Ebert says, I'll say we beat Mississippi State. Listen, there's a very good chance Carolina beats Mississippi State, guys. I, I get it. I get it. But let me let me ask you this. Like, do you really think the season's going to go chalk? Like, Carolina's just going to win all the ones that it's obvious. They're going to lose all the ones that it's obvious, and that'll be the end. Like, dude, this is Carolina... Had I picked a loss to Mizzou at home last year, you would have thought I was bonkers. You would have thought I was crazy. Like, it happens, guys. This is Carolina football. It happens. And Carolina's not past that yet, I don't think. They're not to the point where that's just, oh, that's just beyond comprehension. That's the old Carolina. I don't see that. I don't think they're there talent-wise. That's my biggest thing. Guys, I'll take it this right now. I'm not done. I'm not done making predictions. Tomorrow we'll have part two. I'll lock in my final six games, and then you will all know my full predictions for the season. But I'm gonna tell you right now, guys. You comparing the 2022 Gamecocks to the 2023 Gamecocks. I think last year's team was better. Bottom line. I think last year's team was a better football team. I'm not telling you Carolina's going to, you know, win less games. I'm not telling you Carolina. I think last year was a better football team top to bottom. I, I really do. I genuinely do. Now, again, does that mean that South Carolina's not going to go win eight, nine games? Does that mean Carolina's not going to have a very successful season? No, but looking at it on paper, on paper now, and on paper, we know, hey, we know how much that's worth on paper. No big deal. But on paper, I think the 2022 Gamecocks were a better football team. Jeff Gulledge says, those who can't see the possibility of us losing to Mississippi State haven't been Gamecock fans long enough. I mean, Jeff, that's a single-digit spread. No question. That is a single-digit spread. No question. And I want to look up really quickly. My guy Chase, by the way, made a uh, a great point. If I want to type something, I guess I could just use my phone. But I don't want to sit here like this, you know, typing in the in the Discord. Whatever. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Frank. 
Our guy, Football Frank, on the line. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, buddy. How are you? Happy 4th of July. I am doing well, my friend. I got to tell you, don't be too mad at me now. I got to get your graphic made, okay? We don't have the graphic made yet. I knew I forgot a couple of folks out there. So I will be getting a Football Frank graphic made. I do apologize, though, for today's show. I appreciate you calling in. Anytime. Hopefully it has a cement truck on it. <laughs> hey, we'll do it. We'll do it. Whatever whatever you like. I mean, if you want your tagline to be something different, we can put it. Whatever you like, I'm, my friend. I'm fine. You can't make up your own nickname. <laughs> I love it, man. How, how was the fourth for you? How have you been lately, man? It's, it's been a while since we heard from you. Fantastic. Fantastic. I had to go on sabbatical after the baseball season. Yeah. No, I, I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's been, you know, End of June is peak offseason. I mean, it really truly is, man. And there's, you know, outside of recruiting, and recruiting has slowed down somewhat for Carolina. So we haven't gotten, you know, the, the big commitments to kind of hold us over or anything crazy like that. There's been a couple here and there, but nothing outrageous. So, which I think July, by the way, on a side note, I do think July things are going to pick up, especially towards the end of the month. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm just happy though, Frank. We've made it to the point that we're talking college football. We made it to the point we're talking we Cox football. I'm I'm so excited about that, my friend. Hundred percent. And I, you know, I heard it. You know, the Mississippi State thing. I ha, I have even in the seven and five scenario, I got us beating them. But you know, you could swap that out with Texas A&M, Missouri. I just felt like a home game was a better win. Would would be an easier win for us than beating Texas A&M away, mm. or you know. So, I, but like I said, I got even with five losses, I still have a season. But that's not listen. That's not here nor there. North Carolina got a, one game at a time. That's the one we got to win. Mm-hmm. And according to uh, somebody in the ACC, they're the twelfth ranked defense in the ACC. They they were so, Frank. They were abysmal last year, and we'll do. Yeah. So we'll actually do in a couple of weeks. Uh, probably the week, I don't know if we'll do it the week of SEC Media Days or when we'll start it the week of SEC Media Days or following that, but we are going to do opponent previews like we did the team previews for the other team. So we're going to get a UNC guy, and we're going to get these guys on detail, these teams. But, uh, yeah, you read up on them, man. They were terrible defensively. I mean, they were yeah, ter- over- Gene Chizik, not not quite getting it done. Yeah, I mean, and when they went to specific categories, like against the run, they were 100 and. 64th mm-hmm. uh, in the country. Uh, so if, you, if you're going to take advantage, I mean, if we have the weapons we have on offense that we think we have, I mean, I guess that's going to, that's going to be where we could take advantage. Now the score sounds good. 31, 27. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that sounds good. Maybe, maybe a little less for them. If we get special teams, yeah, uh, some little special teams magic and maybe, maybe 35, 27, but I like, look, Dude, I could. I care. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say, Frank, I could see it being thirty-eight to thirty-four, thirty-four to thirty. Like, I, I see it being some sort of offensive game like that. The only I went a little bit less. Like, I, I thought, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, the gambling side, but the over/under set at sixty and a half. It just doesn't. It feel like in those games where it's like it feels so obvious. Oh my god, just hammer the over. This is so no-brainer. It's like the game happens, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's week one with two new offensive <laughs> coordinators and two, dare I say, inconsistent quarterbacks. So it could yeah. be a game that starts out slower than expected and it is slightly a little bit lower scoring than expected. I'm not saying it's going to be some defensive ball game. It's not going to be. But 
I could see it going slightly under. I'd be surprised. Let's just say this. I'd be surprised if both these offenses are humming and it's like 45-42. I'd, I'd, and I also just don't think South Carolina's uh, defense, yeah. even though they have questions, I don't see the Gamecocks defense surrendering that many points. I, I don't I don't see I – th- I think – I'll tell you this, Frank. If South Carolina loses to UNC week one, I think it's because the offense is struggling to get going under Dowell Loggins and Spencer Rattler has reverted back to some of that inconsistent play, or the Gamecocks are one-dimensional, right? Just flat-out one-dimensional, can't do anything in the run game. I don't think it's going to be because the defense gave up 50. Like, even though I think the defense could take a step back this year, I don't think the defense will be the reason Carolina loses if they lost the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at maybe uh, special teams-wise, and I'm not looking at any crazy – you know, punt returns or block kicks. I, I mean, even if we, when we flip the field on them, you know, getting them pinned down at the 10, you know, seven single digit yard line and then working on defense from there just gives us our guys a little better of a chance. Mm-hmm. So that's the special teams aspect I'm looking for. I'm not looking for, you know, someone to run a ball back 98 yards or, mm-hmm. or block a kick or intercept, you know, something like that. Just, just the basic special teams part where we can keep them back and take it. Because I think the more shots we get at their bad defense, mm-hmm. the better off it's going to be yeah. uh, for us. So let's put, get them, get them, hit them deep, uh, have, force them into making errors, and just try to keep our guy clean. You know, if he starts getting rattled um, and starts throwing the ball away, it's going to be a nightmare for us. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we can't afford that in week one. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not look. This is this is an away game for us. I don't care what you talk about neutral site, this and that. That's clearly what these Vegas people are thinking, you know, first week, this is an away game. I mean, maybe that's why the scores, uh, you know, six, what is it, 60, 60 and a half? 60 and a half, you would see one and a half point favorite. And I mean, dude, they've been a favorite the entire offseason, man. Like, they've been the favorite yeah, since the jump. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't look at the line on it yet, but it's probably close to like one. 10, which means they're calling it 50-50. Even with, that, with those odds, they're still calling it a 50-50 game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be no value in the bet. Right. You're going to have to put a ton of money down uh, and hope and hope squeak out a win. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what they'll do. They'll just just give you no value on it. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll call whoever. Because I, I don't think they do any research on South Carolina, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I was all over them with that <clears throat> season total win of six. I, I just yeah. think they get lazy and they're like, well, South Carolina six and six, you know. Well, they, and, they and we know, know we know Vegas, program. we know Vegas doesn't doesn't favor Carolina. Don't they don't do them any favors for sure. Um, I mean, no. I I feel the same way as you, my friend. The 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 over under win total is if you got to take anything, then I, I think you got to take the over. I think you got to smash the over on the win total. But um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. So, well, yeah, I did. I smashed it. Pretty good, but now that's that's going to be pretty dependent on that North Carolina game because then the, the road just gets to you know, and, and I even have some of my scenarios us being four and four after the Texas A and M game, which I know is going to make people as about as happy with your Mississippi State bet. But <laughs> you know, listen, that that's just that's just how it's going to go, and we just got to keep all momentum going mm-hmm. for those last four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that home stand, but you no, know, it is what it is. That's why you bet. <laughs> that's why you bet. Frank, I appreciate right, yeah, I appreciate you, you calling day. in, man. We'll we'll get that graphic made, Frank. Next time you call in, you're gonna have football Frank on the uh on, on the tube. So you'll have to make sure you check that <laughs> no, out. No, no rush, my friend. No rush, my friend. Hey, congrats on your credentials. 
I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the love, Frank. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, man. Thanks. Great stuff from Frank. Appreciate him calling in. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Craig Godwin says a favorite is seven points, not one and a half. Craig, I'm just surprised it's not Carolina one and a half instead of UNC. Why is UNC the favorite? I know one and a half doesn't mean anything. I, I, I get that. I, I get that. I, it's basically a pick em. But the fact it's even a pick em, like, I'll tell you this, Craig, and I believe somebody in the Discord posted, I think I did this, yeah, which, by the way, shout out to GA for this. Shout out to our guy GA in the Discord. Back on February the 28th, I gave my predicted Vegas spreads for each game, whether South Carolina will be a favorite, underdog, slight favorite, pick them, slight underdog, what have you. I thought for sure, guys, I like, I, I really, and I still, like, if I'm setting the line today, I'm making the Gamecocks a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, I, I don't understand why it's, why the spread is with, I don't get it. I do not get it. I do not get why UNC's favorite in that ballgame. I, I, I have no clue. Let's go back through some of your questions. Again, I feel like I missed a lot of them. Uh, I know I did. I know for a fact I did. Uh, let's see. Okay. I know there was a lot of uh, lot of reaction to the game-by-game predictions, the, the Mississippi State pick especially. Let's see. Okay. Austin Hicks said, I think media day should be Juju. Spencer, and Juice, biggest seniors on the team. Can't think of any defensive players to come. I mean, Austin, you got to send somebody. How about Tonky Hemingway on defense? How about Tonky Hemingway? Uh, Austin Hicks, Big Cock Club members, yes, you will get a discount. When the store relaunches tomorrow night, you will get a discount. Yes, yes. You still, your promo code is still active. I will make sure that is the case. Ethan says, I think Kentucky gets revenge, but we get revenge on Florida and Missouri at home. Clemson, I am torn about still. Okay, so you got the Gamecocks losing to Kentucky, but beating Florida and Mizzou. Clemson, a toss-up still for you. Yeah, I, I tell you this. I don't think the carry-on Joiner goes back just because, like, you like to get some other guys' opportunities. I mean, Dak Joyner went last year. I could see them sending somebody else. I'll say that. Uh, Austin Hicks, I feel like Spencer has earned the right to go, being the face of the offense, and he is good at interviews. Indeed. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Craig Godwin said, we should be taking advantage of Mizzou going 500 every year, but haven't so far. We have to beat them this year. It's a huge game, Craig. I mean, here's the thing. Mizzou has turned into what the Kentucky game was in the mid-2010s. That has turned to that new streak where it's like, we're all so ready and so anxious to see Carolina take the next step, to see them ascend and, and take, you know, let's say knock out Tennessee for, for number two in the SEC East. 
you can't do that until you start beating Missouri. You, you just can't do it. Like, that's what's so maddening about it is feeling like this program is on the edge, but, like, you lose games like Missouri. You lose games like Kentucky. Like, you, you just can't do it, man. You just cannot do it. You cannot sit here and justify to anyone that South Carolina's program is, you know, it belongs up there with the upper echelon of the SEC when you're losing to Missouri. You just can't do it. You can't do it. I agree. It's a huge game. Ethan said, you know, teams will be double covering juice with their secondary. I'm hoping Leggett or Lewis will be consistent at the second and third options for Rattler. Again, guys, a couple of weeks, we'll begin our position unit preview series, and we'll break down all of this. We'll break down all the position units. Let's see. Frank said, if we score 21 against Georgia, I'm rushing the field. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I I, I don't know how many times Carolina will cross the 50. I, I, I just... Dude, they beat you 48 to 7 last year and it could have been far worse. Like what what about last year to this year? What why why would you what unless hey listen, unless Spencer Rattler can catch lightning in a bottle. But here's the thing. That came against a Tennessee secondary that was terrible. A Tennessee defense that was terrible. I, th- this is Georgia, guys. This is Georgia. I mean the only thing about Georgia this year is maybe you say okay, They got this new quarterback. They're replacing things on defense. But, I mean, dude, come on. I, You know, a guy like Cody Gaskins going who wants to believe the Gamecocks are going to pull the upset, God bless you. And I hope it happens. Obviously. We all hope it happens. I don't see it, man. I, 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 I don't see it. I really don't see it. Brian Dean, on that note, <laughs> says, I got the Gamecocks 27-24 to over Georgia. It is going to be a statement game showing the Gamecocks have a ride. Brian, I respect it. And listen, I'll tell you this. I respect all predictions. I said that last year. I'll say it again. I respect all predictions. Georgia will have to play their D-minus game, and Carolina will have to play their A-plus game. And it'd probably be 27-24. The talent gap, man, is that wide. It's it's that wide. It's that wide. Austin Gregory says, if we lose to State, I'm going to lose it. Cody actually says, I'm going to agree on the Mississippi State game. I hate to, but I also tend to believe that's a game we come in too relaxed and indeed get trapped. Austin Gregory says, I think our trap game is Kentucky before Clemson coming off two consecutive wins. Austin, when I label a trap game, it's a game that you're going to be favored to win. You should win. You feel like you should be able to kick it in the win bucket. And maybe you come in a little bit sleepy and you lose. My friend, Kentucky's not a trap game. Kentucky's a toss-up. It is every... Guys, Kentucky might be favored going in that game. You, You might look at me crazy. There's a chance Kentucky... I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule, but with, I'm telling you, Devin Leary, Liam Cohen, there's a chance Kentucky's an eight-win team this year. There is most certainly a chance. You guys want to know my full SEC game-by-game picks on Friday. That's not a trap game. That's a toss-up. 
Austin Gregory says, you got to struggle to put up points on offense a lot. What's the reason? Even we had General Zeb, General, 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 General Zevic quarterback, we scored more points than what you're predicting. Are you sure about that, Austin Gregory? Are you sure? Are you sure about that? And I mean, struggling offensively, I mean, I, I, I've got Carolina scoring 31 against UNC, 35 against Furman, 10 against Georgia, 17 against Mississippi State in an upset, 28 against Tennessee, 31 against Florida. I mean, I don't think that's like porous offensively, but I mean, Austin, we'll talk about it much more in depth next week. Dabble Loggins has to prove it to me. I, He's got to prove it to me. How much, it, it's going to be an upgrade over Sack, guys. How much of an upgrade? We just don't know. You, you cannot sit here with 110% confidence and say, because you know what this sounds like? People are saying, oh, you know, we're just going to take the last two games and do what we did, and we're going to do that every week. That sounds identical to what people were saying this time last year. Well, the, the bowl game against UNC, we're just going to copy and paste and do that every week. And look, it's, it's not that simple, man. It's just not that simple. And so, Austin, I especially think early in the season, listen, man, you can't run the ball. Explain to me why you think Carolina will be able to run the football. I'll wait. The floor is open. I'll give you from now until kickoff to explain to me why Carolina is going to have a better running game than last year. I'll wait. You're counting on a guy from Mercer to step in and start on the offensive line? You're counting on a guy from Charlotte? Come on, man. I mean, why? Give me some real reasons. I mean, maybe those guys pan out. Maybe Lonnie Teasley pushes all the right buttons, and I think early on it's, it's still a new offensive system. It's still a new OC. Hey, we don't know what to expect from Dowell Loggins in game calling plays, guys. We don't know what to expect. We have no idea. And you know, something else that sticks out is, oh, just do what you did in the last two games. Guys, Spencer Rattler was as good as he was against Clemson. Dude, if Clemson goes down, if if they don't fumble that punt, let's just hypothetically, if they don't fumble that punt, they go down the field, kick a game-winning field goal. We're not talking about how brilliant Spencer Rattler was in the final game. We're talking about the interceptions he threw. We're talking about the critical mistakes he made. But we're not talking about that because Carolina won the football game. So I think Clemson game, Spencer Rattler, is what you're probably going to get. If you can get that level of consistency, you'd probably take it because you're not going to get six touchdowns, no picks on a weekly basis. You're not You're not doing it. You're, you're not getting that. You know you're not. Something closer to like what the Clemson game, ideally if it could be in between the Clemson game and the Tennessee game, right? Limiting the turnovers, but still the great dynamic connection between Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells. But guys, South Carolina is going to have to run the ball. And especially early in the season when they're trying to figure, who the hell's RB1, man? When they're trying to figure out how to manufacture a running game, yeah, Austin, I think the offense could struggle just a little bit. I think the offense could could sputter, right, early on. 
There's six more games to go that we'll talk about tomorrow. And I, I, I will just tell you this. I think South Carolina, there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance they'll be a better football team in the final six than they were in the first six. We saw it last year, man. I, I just, everyone thinks that because Marcus Satterfield, and he was terrible, guys. Sat was terrible. We know that. Abel Loggins is better than Marcus Satterfield. How much better? We don't know. And you cannot sit there and say confidently, he's Steve Spurrier calling plays. Like, we don't know. I don't know. He'll be better, but how much better? And how much does this offensive line handcuff Abel Loggins? Because guess what, guys? You can have the best play call in the world. If you can't block... It don't matter. It does not matter. So, Austin, I I, I don't think my <clears throat> my offensive outputs, <clears throat> excuse me, in the first couple of games, I, I don't think they're all that bad. I, I mean, I guess I'd turn it on you, Austin, and say, do, do you think Carolina is going to be some offensive juggernaut this season? I because I I mean, guys, even with Tennessee and Clemson. Gamecocks average, I think, what was it, like 20? What was it? Uh, Without the special team stuff. If you take away special teams and defensive touchdowns, what was it? I think Carolina averaged like 24 points per game. We need our guy Coleman Hall in here. He had all these stats last year. But it was, it was, I I just, I got to see it. I I, got to see it, man. Especially early in the season. Brand new OC. I think there's some things that have to get figured out on the offensive side. I, I really do. Continuing through your questions, uh, let's see, Austin Gregory, if we start 3-2 and two with a win over UNC, that would totally suck. Why would that totally suck, Austin? Two losses being to Georgia and Tennessee. Georgia is a for sure, like, I'll go ahead and say it, guys, Georgia's a for sure L. I give you 1% chance to win that game. One, I'll give you 1%. I will give you 1%. 1% chance to beat Georgia. You're going to lose that game. Of all the toss-ups, guys, I'll tell you this. Of all of the toss-ups that I listed, Tennessee, to me, is the most likely L. Tennis, there is no way Tennessee loses to South Carolina. There, there's just no way. I, I want to believe it. After maybe, maybe, maybe Spencer Rattler just owns the balls. After what happened last year, Carolina ends, you know, destroys their playoff hopes. I don't see it. I just, I don't see it, man. If there's one game circled that Tennessee will be ready for, it's going to be the game against the Gamecocks. Neyland will be a madhouse. And if the game's at night in Knoxville, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. I mean, I I, I hate, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you all some very just brutally honest takes here. When I look at all the toss-up games, the eight that I listed, Tennessee is my, my like I told you guys, there's some you lean more towards the win column or the loss column. To me, Tennessee, I, I lean very heavily to the loss column. You, you have to put it as a toss-up out of pure principle because of last year. But I don't see any way South Carolina wins that game. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I'm not telling you Joe Milton's going to win the Heisman, but I, I just, Tennessee's going to have that game circled. They will be ready. They will be ready. 
Lynn Turner says, and this is really interesting. Lynn, I've seen your comments. I disagree on Mississippi State. Beamer ball does not match historical Gamecock football. You can't talk about what we do historically with the current staff. Lynn, what has happened in the first two years for you to say that? Because losses to Mizzou in Florida last year fit Carolina football historically to a T. That is exactly Carolina football for its entire existence. And Lynn, remove, Lynn, remove the historical aspect. Fine. Here's why I'm picking Mississippi State. Again, this is college football. Expect the unexpected. It's not going to go chalk. There's going to be some craziness that happens. Some of you out there think Carolina's going to beat Georgia. Okay, like crazy things can happen. Look at last season, guys. I mean, who would have seen that finish of the season coming? Who, who would have seen it playing out that way? Who would have predicted Spencer Rattler to have five touchdowns and eight interceptions through like nine games last year? Like, who would have predicted that? Or through, through six games last year? Who would have picked that? So you, you, you got to admittedly, when you're making predictions, you got to go against the grain a little bit. And so, Lynn, though, I'll give you football reasons why Mississippi State will beat South Carolina. I know the games at Willie B. It's never popular to pick a loss at Williams-Brice. I, I understand that. North Carolina is a coin flip game for me. I, I could very well see UNC winning the game. Again, South Carolina has deficiencies on both lines of scrimmage. That is a fact. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. I guess it is an opinion because we don't really know yet. But in my opinion, I feel very strongly that you're going to have to overcome that. South Carolina can overcome it. They did it last year. But you'll have to overcome that. I think there's a very good chance you finish outside the top 100 and rush offense and rush defense again. But you're going to have to overcome that. UNC, in my opinion, Lynn, and everybody else, does not have the athletes up front to expose you. I, I don't believe they do. But Mississippi State does. And they got a quarterback just as good as UNC. I think Will Rogers is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, extremely underrated. I'm not saying top to bottom that Mississippi State is better than Carolina, more talented across the board. But coming off the loss to Georgia, coming back home, yes, it'll be a spot where I think you're looking for the bounce back, but I just, it would not shock me if South Carolina is still kind of trying to find their footing offensively, defensively. You got two new corners in Marcellus Dial, Odell Fortune. You're very thin at the cornerback position. What is the run defense going to be? And I understand the Pirate, rest in peace, he's no longer with us, but to think that Mississippi State's just going to fall off a cliff, they might not be as good as last year. they got some things they're going through, obviously, but... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a, it's a game that no doubt to me is a toss-up, and I could see Carolina losing. And I think Mississippi State's got the athletes up front to, at minimum, make life tough on Carolina, and they've got the quarterback to beat the Gamecocks. These are just predictions, by the way, Lynn. It could not happen. Carolina could very well start four and two. But if I'm looking at a game that sets up for that typical type of ball game, it's that one. It's that one. Because, again, guys, you want football reasons. If UNC had an SEC caliber line of scrimmage, they're beating South Carolina. I believe that. I fully believe that. Mississippi State has that, and they got a quarterback just as good as Drake May. So, there's your football reasons for why. Ethan says, we do seem to win in bunches and lose in bunches at times. Home fit advantage is big, but you never know how the offense will look after the Georgia game. Hopefully, we won't stay down for long. Yeah, I mean, this this is a streaky game. This is a streaky game. Luke RJ, he says, that ain't Beamer ball year three. (laughs) That ain't Beamer ball. I hear you, my man. I hear you. Austin Gregory, if we lose three in a row to Georgia, State, and Tennessee, people will be calling for sellers to start. Not me, but I know people will do it. Yeah, I mean, Austin, I, I don't put it past you. I don't put it past anybody. I, I, I don't totally doubt it. Austin also said, uh, agreeing with Lynn Turner, put Mississippi State in the automatic win category with Vandy, Jacksonville State, and Furman. If they aren't in that category... They're very close. That's, I mean, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Austin Gregory, Cocktober, indeed. Yeah. Cocktober, I think it'll be good to South Carolina. 34 to 24, Craig Goblin, I think he probably had in the Florida game. Austin Gregory, Mississippi State ain't beating us. I will bet the house on it. I'm more scared of Vanderbilt than Mississippi State. Wow. Hayden, what's going on, Hayden? He says, I got got us going four and two for the first half with a win over Mississippi State. Nine and three overall. I don't think there's anybody out there who would not take nine and three. Austin Gregory, I'd rather trade the UNC win for a conference win over Tennessee or Georgia, but unfortunately, that ain't how it works. Yeah, the hypothetical games, not, not particularly how it works. Lynn Turner, will you stop with the it's South Carolina football stuff? New culture, new team. Again, Lynn, I agree with you. This is a new culture. It is a new team. I'm not even saying the culture is the reason that's happened before. Again, Lynn, I've said this. I think the reason that South Carolina has been so inconsistent over the years is the line of scrimmage and problems at line of scrimmage and problems at quarterback. I think that has haunted this program for quite some time. You got the quarterback this year, but Lynn, you've still got issues up front. And so I think that could lead to inconsistencies. Good and bad, by the way. Good and bad. Craig Goblin says, if we start one and three in SEC, we might start losing some top 25 prospects, or some some 25 prospects. I don't think so, Craig. I mean, listen, there's a lot of season left, by the way. Let's, Let's get that out of the way first. There's a lot of season left. There's a lot of season left. 
I think as long as you're winning seven, eight games a year or more, I, I think you're fine in recruiting. I, I do. I think you're fine in recruiting. Austin Gregory, Will Rogers is the most overrated quarterback in the conference by far. Austin, how? Who even talks about this guy? Who talks about Will Rogers? And all he does is throw tutties. I, I know the system. I get it, the air raid, but like, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Craig Goblin says, we got to stop with the what Carolina has done in the past. This staff is different, and this roster's trending up. We can't always sit around and wait for the other shoe to fall. Craig, I, I hear you. I hear you, Craig. You're not wrong. Lynn's not wrong. I'm just giving you my honest predictions, my honest takes. And you're very right. This is new culture, new team. This will be the new Carolina. Well, I got to see it. You want me to, like, if Carolina, all right, let me just say this. What, what, I, 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 I'm trying to find a way to phrase this. To start getting the benefit of the doubt that you are seeking and others are seeking, I'm just giving you predictions. I'm not setting limiting expectations and limiting beliefs on Shane Beamer and company. I'm not doing so. But until you until you stop losing games to and, and here's the thing too, guys, just you've got to be realistic with Carolina is from a talent standpoint. I don't think Carolina's as good as last year, guys. And I know Austin was talking, when are you going to drop best case, worst case? I think we might do that Friday. My best case last year was eight and four. Last year. And I think this team isn't as good as last year. So, I mean, I, I just, bro, to put it past Carolina to lose a game, a toss-up game to a Mississippi State, to put it past them to lose to Kentucky, to put it past them to lose to Mizzou, I'm not there yet. I'm just not there yet, man. Those are toss-up games for a reason. I don't think I'm, I'll tell you this, I don't think, and you'll know tomorrow my full game-by-game -game predictions, I don't think I'm that down on Carolina this year. I'm really not. I'm really not, but the SEC is extremely difficult. And Carolina's not, they're not, in my opinion, guys, and Craig, again, thank you for the question. I appreciate you tuning in. I don't, and Lynn Turner, I mean, again, I could tell she was upset earlier. Here he goes again. Just stop. We're not that team anymore. Lynn, I disagree. I think South Carolina is, and it's not even an insult, but there are a lot of teams. South Carolina, Vandy, Florida, Tennessee even, Kentucky, Mizzou, all these middle-of-the-pack teams where on any given Saturday, Carolina can go out and put up 63 on a Tennessee. They can also go out and lose 38-6 to to a Florida. They can go out they can beat a Texas A&M. They can also go out the following week and lay an egg against Missouri. Lynn, how can you say we're not that team when it happened last year? What, exactly what I'm saying happened a year ago. I'm not saying this is the 1990 Gamecocks or we're winning two or three games a year, four or five games a year, but I'm just saying that, like, the SEC is really difficult. And to think you're going to go, if you got eight toss-ups, to think you're going to go seven and one is crazy. Like, you're going to lose a couple. Like, you just are. 
you're going to lose a couple. I mean, I feel like you'd be saying the same thing no matter who I picked, whether I picked him to lose to Mizzou or Kentucky or, like, guys, South Carolina football is on the rise, but South Carolina football is not beyond losing a game that it's, it's a touchdown favorite in. I mean, they're just not. They're not, they're not, we're not past that. We're not past that yet until proven otherwise. Maybe we are, and I'm not giving credit, but like two games is not enough of a sample size to say, well, Carolina football has changed forever. If you're not picking us to win 10 games this year, you're crazy. We're just head and shoulders better than these other teams. The only team that, you know, you're acting like we have a seat at the table with Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Like, we don't. Not yet. Not yet, Carolina does not. Not yet. I feel like you're you're pinning me. I, I'm getting pinned into a corner where it's like I'm sounding so negative about Carolina. I'm just keeping it real. Like, and I didn't expect the Gamecocks to go to Atlanta in year three of Shane Beamer. I have very realistic expectations. But South Carolina to insinuate they're just beyond losing a game that they shouldn't lose. Come on, man. I mean, you know better. That's not to say we're we're just the same old Carolina football, but guys, forget the past. The SEC this year is ultra competitive. Missouri is a very good team this year. They're a quality team. Kentucky is going to be a much better team. Tennessee is going to be, I think they're continuing. I don't think they're going to fall off. I understand Mississippi State's an upset pick, but guys, upsets happen. This is college football. This is college football, man. My guy Chase Floyd says, join the BCC. It's kind of like OnlyFans with sports. Good God, get you off the screen, sir. Sheesh. Lynn Turner, don't get into the what-if thing with the Clemson game because it also could have been bigger and the what with the what-if scenarios. Lynn, I'm not even really getting into what-if of like this. I, I agree with you. Carolina could have beaten Clemson by two touchdowns. But there is no what-if hypothetical about Spencer Rattler made some questionable decisions. He made some bad decisions in that game. That interception in the red zone, that was a horrific decision, a back-breaking decision. Lynn, I know you agree. He's got to improve. He's got to eliminate those. I mean, guys, I don't even want it. Like, the fact that I'm bringing this up, I hate to be this guy, but I think it supports the argument. I know it's a spring game. I know it doesn't matter. I get that. But even the play in the spring game where Rattler was flushed out the pocket, and hey, maybe he thought the play was over. I don't know. But you know what he did? He forced the ball into coverage, and it would have been a pick six. But that, like, to me, guys, like that, Rattler will do that. He, he will, he'll do that. I think even in the best offensive scheme, like, Rattler's a gunslinger, man. He's kind of like a Brett Favre. He's got some Brett Favre in him where he's going to have moments of brilliance, and he trusts his arm. Sometimes he trusts it a little too much. If he can... The num- And again, we'll talk a lot more about this next week when I break down defense, offense, special teams, get really in the nitty-gritty of those three facets. But limiting turnovers has got to be priority number one for Carolina. 
It's got to be. They can do that. They can be very productive offensively. But they turned it over at an insane clip last year. Insane clip. They were abysmal last year. One of the worst in college football at the turnover margin. Frank says, five and seven, worst case. Wheels come off. Train goes off the cliff. Nine and three, best case, good bowl game. Frank, I agree with you. It's a wide range of possibilities. It is a wide range of possibilities for sure. Austin Hicks says, a lot of people are going to be very disappointed this year. If we did better in the portal to fix the weak spots in the roster, I think that we would be a better team. But I'm afraid we won't be better. And I guess you never know. But I just look at the football team and the guys, I say this. You got less returning starts up front. You got got less returning starts on the offensive line. You have no proven RB1 in the slightest. I think a receiver, you could actually be better. I, I think Juice Wells, if Xavier Leggett comes into his own, if Eddie Lewis can be that guy from the portal, right? If uh, Amarion Brown can take a step, if on Joyner can continue to help you, whether he's at running back or receiver, I think receiver could actually improve, okay? You bring Spencer Rattler back and the tight end position. I like Trey Knox. We've heard rave reviews about Joshua Simon, but... Do those guys, I know you're going to hate me saying it, is do we get the same amount or more production from those guys than what you got from Jaheim Bell? I know he was lacking, but that's just a, just a question. Defensively, you lose six of your top eight snap count-wise in your front seven. Linebacker could be better. Linebacker could be better, but still an area concern. And in the secondary, yes, you have Memorian Smith back, two of the one of the best safety duos in the SEC. But guys, two new corners, and I like Marcellus Dino done a fortune. But you lose Cam Smith, you lose Darius Rush. I think it's an insult to those guys to say that oh we'll feel no drop off. Ah, the corner will be fine. Like so, you know that there are questions. I mean, I, there are questions for me. And yes, John Edward, my game-by-game predictions will be finalized tomorrow. Yes. Yes, they'll be finalized. Got a text here that says, don't forget about Harbor at wide receiver. Absolutely. How much of an impact does he make early on? I I don't know. I think he's a guy by midpoint in the season. And I could be wrong. Maybe he's out there starting week one. I, I, I don't know. But realistically, I think by midpoint in the season, that's when he's starting to really make an impact. And late in the season, I think he, he could become a big part of the offense. It's about him learning the nuances of the receiver position. And I'll say this before I get into Luke RJ's comment. I'm not asking you to agree with me. The beauty's in the banter. The beauty's in the predi- Like, the banter in these predictions and talking ball, this is fun, man. Carolina could win 10 games this year, and I could be completely wrong. That's what I want to happen, guys. You all know that. Do I, do I really have to? I don't have to explain that to you all in these airwaves. Y'all know how I operate. I hope Carolina goes 15-0, and 0, wins it all. But I'm going to give you my realistic predictions, and I don't care whose feelings I hurt in the meantime. We're going we're gonna to hurt some feelings here. It happens. We may end up hurting some feelings, right, as the puppy makes an appearance. It is what it is. We keep it a buck. We keep it real. 
John Ebert says, this is a new Carolina. It may not show this year, but it's truly different. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's a new Carolina as well. But the new Carolina, what does that mean when you square up and you you buckle the chin strap and you go on a Saturday? What does that even mean? John Ebert said, I got four and two with wins against UNC, Furman State, and Florida. Losses to Jordan, Tennessee. So we're one game off. We're one game off. Luke RJ says, I completely agree with your predictions and breakdowns, but I believe five and one still possible. We can beat Mississippi State and Tennessee only if Loggins is consistent every game and much better than Saturday. I tell you this, Luke RJ, if, if Carolina starts five and one, they are the talking, they are the lead storyline of college football. They're the lead storyline of college football. Who knows? Loggins could be the next Steve Spurrier. I got to see it, though. Again, more on that next week. I got to see it. I still think there's question marks with what he's going to do with the offense. And it's still, it's a new scheme, new system. Like, I just, is it really as simple as, well, we're just going to hit the ground running, pick right up we left off. We're going to score 60 a game, and nobody's going to beat us. I don't know if it's that simple, guys. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that simple. So, again, first six games of the year, I've got three and three. One and three in SEC play with probably the most notable result being week, what is that, week four? Week four, a loss to Mississippi State. We shall see. One final question. We'll get out of here. Jeff Gullis is going to come down to Loggins. His play calling and his ability to adjust when things don't go to plan is going to be the biggest difference. Yeah, Jeff, that's a huge question mark too. Not about what the scheme is because we're not reinventing the wheel here. We know what the scheme is. What type of in-game play caller is Dowell Loggins? What type of adjustments does he make? What happens when he has to go off script? That, my friend, is the biggest question around the Gamecocks new OC. Guys, that being said, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Hey, be sure you subscribe on YouTube. Hit that like, bu- like button. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we go live. Also, tune in via podcast. The podcast will drop today, 5 p.m. Eastern on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts as well. Be sure you check us out. Rate and review also uh, on all the channels I just mentioned. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.